Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives! A locked room, a famous diamond, and a whistle. Those are the exhibits on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. When you're a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, you've always got to be on the watch for trouble. But when I walked into the Hampton Jewelry Store, the only watch I was thinking about was the one that belonged on my wrist. Mr. Gregory Hampton, wearing a handsome frock coat and a face full of smiles, hurried to greet me. Oh, Mr. Browning, a good, good afternoon to you, sir. You're on time, and now that we've repaired it, so is your fine wristwatch. <laughs> he opened one of the showcases, took out my watch. Oh, Mr. Browning, you must forgive my silly puns, but today I'm positively giddy. I have the Stillwell diamond. I just purchased it from the Stillwell estate. Come, Mr. Browning, let me show it to you. It's in the Petit Salon. Hampton led me through a narrow corridor, opened a small door. I think you'll be impressed with the background I've arranged for the Stillwell, Mr. Browning. I was impressed, all right. The only light in the place was a single ray focused on the stone. As my eyes became accustomed to the blackness, I made out the figures of several other people, standing in reverent admiration. That is, until somewhere in the darkness, someone began a low, almost tuneless whistle. Everyone's attention was diverted for a second... And the single light went off. The spectators got panicky, and so did I. As sure as I was standing there, I knew that when that light went on again, the Hampton Jewelry Store was going to be minus the rarest jewel in its collection. While a group of people were looking at the fabulous Stillwell Diamond in a jewelry store, the room was plunged into complete darkness. And when Gregory Hampton turned on the big lights, I saw what I expected. No diamond. Hampton was almost in tears. The Stillwell. The Stillwell is gone. You're a detective, Mr. Browning. Please do something. What I did was walk to the single door of the Petit Salon and stand there looking at seven indignant men and women. It was a well-dressed group. The three women were wearing expensive furs and diamonds. The four men were sleek and prosperous. One of the characters sported a cane and another was wearing a hearing aid. But other than this, they were pretty indistinguishable, only because they all looked so distinguished. Okay, Mr. Hampton, call the police. Hampton was horrified. I can't do that. These people are my best customers. I shrugged. Suit yourself. But at least notify the insurance company. Tears came back to Hampton's eyes. I can't do that either. Coverage on the Stillwell doesn't start until tomorrow. I, I was so eager to display it that I didn't wait for the final appraisal to come through. Oh, fine. No insurance, no cops. I moved away from the door, held up my hand. And instantly, all the gavels stopped. Ladies and gentlemen, you're all in a tough spot. The famous Stillwell diamond has disappeared in an isolated closed room. That diamond is still here. And until it is found, each of you is under suspicion as a jewel thief. That got him. The portly citizen with a cane marched up to me. Young man, do you realize that you are accusing me, Silas T. Grant, of robbery? One of the women grabbed my arm, told me her lawyers would slap a slander suit on me and the Hampton jewelry stores. And the man with a hearing aid put in his two cents. This is an outrage! If I heard what I think I heard! Patiently, I repeated my charge for his benefit. 
No need to shout at me, lad. He tapped the button-like attachment at his ear. This little device catches everything. If you're a detective, stop detecting. Permit me to introduce myself. He handed me an engraved card that simply read Clifton Herbert. I am a writer, sir. I know people's motives thoroughly. I know their reactions, too, so let's get on with this unpleasant business. I warrant that the real thief will reveal himself soon enough. Grant took it up. I agree. Let's determine who committed the theft. Thus, the rest of us will have our names cleared immediately. Gentlemen, you are so right. Any suggestions? Another man stepped forward. My dear chap, obviously we must all submit to a search. Well, they asked for it. We filed out of the salon. Hampton locked the door and shepherded the women to his private office. He gave them over to the charge of a Mrs. Mowbray, his oldest employee. And what her search revealed was nothing. I had the same results with the four men. I even examined Mr. Grant's silver-tipped cane and the flat metal box that housed the works of Clifton Herbert's hearing aid. Meanwhile, Hampton went back to the petit salon, inspected every inch of its black velvet drapery. Another blank. So what I had on my hands were seven furious people and still no Stillwell diamond. Folks, that diamond didn't walk away. I want to try a little experiment. Back into the salon, folks. That's it. Now, please stand just as you were at the time the Stillwell disappeared. They arranged themselves around the empty display table. Then, Hampton clicked the switch and all lights went out except that single ray focusing on the table. Who's whistling? Who's doing that? It was a short, embarrassed laugh from Clifton Herbert. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm afraid I'm responsible for that. Being deaf, I sometimes forget how annoying that little habit of mine can be to other people. Uh, forgive me, please. There was laughter and good humor from the group now. That dopey whistle of Herbert's had broken the tension. I suddenly felt great, too. Okay, folks, let's get back to business. We're going to reenact the crime. The diamond disappeared as if by magic. Searching didn't turn it up. Who knows? Maybe it'll reappear by magic, too. Someone was whistling when the lights went out before. For a while, I thought it was a signal, but as you've explained, Mr. Herbert, it's just a nervous habit. So do it again, please. And as soon as you hear it, Mr. Hampton, click the switch. Here we go. Whistle, please, Mr. Herbert. We stood in that pitch-black room, silent once more. I heard deep breathing, but no movement. I waited and waited some more. Then I stepped to the switch, flicked it. The light went on, and so did a lot of conversation, because the diamond was still gone. That didn't worry me any anymore. Okay, you asked for it. The thief had a chance to make restitution, and no one would be the wiser. Well, that's all over now. I'm making the arrest. I walked straight to my man. <laughs> the surprise attack floored Mr. Herbert, and I came away with the earpiece of his hearing aid. Sure, the diamond was inside, as I knew it would be. Here it is, folks. You can all go home now, except Mr. Herbert. You see, he gave himself away with a whistle, proved he's not deaf. Just as blind people don't usually use tobacco because they can't see the smoke, neither do the deaf sing a whistle because they can't hear themselves. Mr. Hampton, now you can call the police. Well, that's all there was to it. I landed a fat fee for catching a clever crook. 
A guy who was too clever for his own good. Like I said, you've always got to be on the lookout for trouble. And if you can't believe what you see, then try listening. <laughs> 